Yo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm back. I feel very well rested. I feel incredibly rested. And I had this question in my DMs this morning. And I'm going to give a few moments uh, for people to jump on because I promised that I was going to answer this question. And I want to make sure that you all get it. I'm just just getting used to this new setup here so I wanna um, wanna make sure I know what the heck I'm doing um, uh, let's see here beautiful alright welcome 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 I'm just gonna get this part here yes so let me know if you can hear me I just wanna know if you can actually hear me in this conversation give me a thumbs up or write something there's been some challenges for me understanding this new system, but give me one moment and I'm happy to give me a hashtag replay if you're jumping on as a replay. Um, unfortunately, for some reason, I can't view your comments at the same time, so that sucks. I'm going to figure this out one day, so I can't read your comments, but... Um, I wanted to answer this question that came into my DMs this morning and it was about you know my life being in complete shambles and if you're new to this community welcome I wanna introduce you uh, because I wanna in I wanna introduce your, you to me <laughs> if you haven't heard of me before my name is Dr. Nima Romani I've been a chiropractor for 18 years and now I teach people how to stretch that gap between stimulus and response it was a massive revelation for me uh, being in practice all this time if I could just keep going upstream and make a long story short what I discovered is that people's health problems as human beings can be improved if we take on the work of expanding that space between stimulus and response Okay, and I'm going to explain to you in this transmission about why that's important, how to do it, and it's going to be in the context of this question that just came into my DMs this morning. And it's a question that literally I've heard about a million times. That's why I wanted to, 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 to just post it. This is what I'll get. On average, I'll get maybe two or three of these a day. Okay, exactly like this almost, just varying degrees, but s pretty much saying the same thing. Help, my life is in shambles. It starts off with the health. It starts off saying, I can't figure out what's wrong with me. I'm going from one doctor to another. I have digestion is shot. Uh, my immune system is shot. Um, uh, I feel fatigued all the time. My digestion is not good. I have anxiety. I haven't been able to sleep. And I'm going from doctor to doctor trying to find it out. I've gone to several chiropractors and they can't fix it. So this is what a patient will come to me. Usually they'll come to me like this, right? My life is in complete shambles. I'm a chiropractor. They show up in my office with exactly this complaint that you can see in the caption. Let me know if this resonates with you. If you can relate to this, there's a lot of chiropractors in this group. If you're a chiropractor, let me know if you've seen this pattern with your patients. You know, you, you've been in practice for, there's a lot of chiropractors in this group. There's, if you've been in practice for more than 10 years, you're like, wait a second. It's not just about the spine. Yes, 
my tool or my hands applying a force to the spine to release pressure to help regulate the person's nervous system but it doesn't address all the other shit that she just posted that you could see in this in this thing that's not addressed so we're basically it's kind of like rearranging furniture on the titanic it's not really going to get to the root cause and i saw this again and again as a chiropractor this is why like Nima you're a chiropractor what the hell are you doing talking about this and I kept going upstream and I kept seeing patient after patient they would get very minimal results just like you who posted this question I'm gonna tell you it's definitely a great idea for you to go get chiropractic care but if you expect your chiropractor to solve all of those other problems it's not gonna happen there's no one, no doctor. This is the first thing that I wanted to say and scream to everybody because it, it got so much, so much tension inside of me. I, it was like a trauma response, everyone. I just wanted to scream, no one is here to rescue you. In other words, you're the one that's supposed to step up and take on this. You're looking for help from a doctor, a coach, a therapist chiropractor whatever it is that you're looking for you're going through some sort of a physical pain or emotional pain and you want that external person to take it away from you which is natural this is our childlike selves this is the wounded child within us that wants mommy and daddy to take it away and what I noticed was patients that were coming in for these problems were basically wounded children wounded children looking for a daddy or a mommy if you saw a female doctor and we tend to have this transference bond with our with our practitioners what we don't know is that we're actually looking to seek we're seeking the validation from our primary caregivers with these new relationships and as soon as I started seeing this I was like uh I gotta change this dynamic I don't like coming to work and and treating these people because they need something deeper and so five years ago I gave myself permission to leave the confines of my office and now start teaching these tools you know globally and thanks to social media and Facebook and Instagram and whatever the messages of uh, that I have which is an integration of everything that I've learned to help myself heal from anxiety toxic relationships uh, toxic relationship patterns I've been through a divorce career change career limbo relationship limbo my life is in shambles I don't know what to do all of that experience I've experienced in real time and by sorting my own challenges out and this is the key by first sorting out my wounds and healing those I was then able to step up and serve at a greater level and here we are having this conversation and what I discovered is simply by teaching my patients now my students now my community you're in you're a part of now how to widen that gap between your stimulus and your response if I'm able to teach that to you you can take whatever you're confronted by right now that's stopping you right now and realize it's not coming from right now and this is the first thing that I want to answer this person who messaged me this morning with all of this is that first step number one is the revelation and realization everything that I'm going through in my health everything that I'm going through in my career everything that I'm going through all of the challenges in that relationship 
that I'm going through, it's not coming from right now. It's not. It's not what it's about. What is it? It's a previous, past, unresolved trauma that you probably don't even remember cognitively. Why? Because you have these amazing protective parts in your nervous system that when you get into uh, trauma, when you get into an experience that's beyond your capacity, you then activate certain parts of your nervous system to dissociate. So many people who reach out say, I don't have any memories of my childhood, but I don't remember my childhood, or I just remember a pretty happy childhood. I don't have memories, okay, which is uh, repression. That's a form of repression, which is dissociation, which is your which is your private kind of navy seals, your your protective parts in your nervous system actually working for you to remove you from the pain. And so because of that dissociation, which is a safety mechanism, safety defense mechanism, you leave your body and you're unconscious of this. So your body will then start to act out ways to get you back in. This is what I wanted to say to you. First, addressing your health problems. If you're dealing with health problems right now, it's chances are, from my experience working with all sorts of health problems, people with health problems, you're going from one doctor looking for this elusive diagnosis so that I can know what's wrong with me. Oh, finally, I and then you can see the, their relief of people when they get a diagnosis like, oh, finally, it's not, uh, we're ruling out autoimmune. Or what if it was autoimmune? Ah, oh, here's what it is. It's autoimmune, and here's the danger of that. Now you're in the system, and the system's only going to give you, the system's only going to give you medication for your autoimmune. You're now stuck in that system. You are now a victim of the system looking for the savior and the perpetrator is the disease. You're now in a drama triangle with the medical system. The perpetrator becomes the autoimmune that you're fighting, is the evil cancer, the evil uh, autoimmune, the evil IBS becomes the perpetrator. You're the victim and then the savior is who? the medical system with their drugs and their surgeries and their therapies and now you're here's the problem you're stuck in this system for the rest of your life you are now in the drama triangle the drama triangle is the perpetrator is the illness that you're fighting the victim is you and the savior is the doctor I'm here to tell you that that's not how it's gonna help how, how you're gonna heal not how you're going to heal. You must break free from that system. And now, here's the interesting thing. You're in the drama triangle with that. You must learn how to listen to your body, regulate your nervous system. These, these breakdowns of your system, whether it's autoimmune, whether it's liver, whether it's digestion, whether it's thyroid, hormonal, your sleep, all of these are responses to anxiety. Let me say that again. All of these are responses to long-standing anxiety or trauma or dysregulation in your nervous system. I'm giving you different language. This language that I'm giving you is empowering to you rather than keeping you stuck in the victim triangle of the medical system. So once you 
realize that there's nothing to fight and that your body is actually intelligently working for you and that the system of diagnosis label keeps you stuck in is designed to keep you stuck in that system and you're never actually healing you might cover up the symptoms with the medications they have but now you're stuck in that system which is good for the system the system does not want you to be expo like out of that system the system wants you stuck in the system so it's going to give you a label it's going to give you a treatment and it's going to call anything outside of that system pseudoscience bullshit so that they can scare you and put fear that somebody else like they don't have your best interest like that those people don't have your best interest at heart but we do so your first realization is your body's not working against you my dear you have very intelligent systems in your body that are responding to dysregulation. Of course, if you have trauma stuck in your body from your past and it's beyond your capacity and you've been stuffing it down unconscious like most of us because we don't know how to get into our bodies, get into our feelings and to heal and to regulate, co-regulate, internally co-regulate, self-regulate, all of these terms that I'm going to introduce you to and, and teach you in this in these trainings all because of that your body then breaks down and if you don't and here's the best part of that one of the benefits of having this victim perpetrator triangle with your health is that it, it helps us not have to deal with the real truth this is why what I've discovered people really love it they love getting that diagnosis because it goes oh thank God unconsciously your your ego then says this is what your ego says I watch patients when they come in with their diagnoses and their scans and all of this stuff looking for answers I pay attention to their body language and here's what their egos are telling me oh, thank God I don't have to actually deal with the real problem because I don't really want to look at myself I don't want to deal with those things those things are too painful in other words the anxiety the health issues whatever becomes a very useful distraction from going into those old feelings I've had we've had psychiatrists psychologists nurses who work with us in our programs and they're like holy shit I've been bypassing my feelings with all these diagnoses I'm like exactly welcome to the fucking matrix take the red pill and get out <laughs> this is how we do it this is why you're here and if you if you if this bothers you or you're challenged by this let me know in the comment section I'm, I'm not gonna judge you for it because this is a big system. like getting out of this system is like whoa it's like the moment where Neo discovered that oh my god I, I've been asleep the whole time I've been out like someone I've been under control and I want to I, I believe anxiety is a result of systematic being immersed in a system that's not you your healing work is to first experience that and that's what introduced a lot of people to my work is frustrations with their health not wondering wondering why it's not helping I'm like exactly you're involved in a system where you're 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 the victim to the disease that's your perpetrator looking for a savior outside of you recognize recognize turn around and be the hero that's that's your work this is your work to do so that being said when you do you then when you do the work which I'm gonna tell you about in a moment 
all of a sudden you realize that your body is trying to get you back their wounded younger parts of you that have been begging for your attention because they were so traumatic that you left your body and that chronic dissociation creates chronic pain and how do you know that it's emotional based well if you're finding that it's diffuse all over your body one of my, one of our clients is a nurse nurse practitioner who has chronic pain and now she realizes it's because of her chronic dissociation she's been dissociated for so long she's been dissociated for so long she's like oh my god my pain is trying to get me back into my body but I don't want to feel the pain I'm like exactly so the work is to feel the pain of your wounded younger self and that's terrifying ah and to integrate that and to join rather than the personal development work like Demartini's work and all that which is to try to avoid feeling that pain I love John's work it's most useful as a secondary tool rather than a primary I'm gonna to explain to you why because first you must go back and join with the pain of that younger self you must otherwise you're bypassing it and when you do all of a sudden you can then regulate you can then create a sense of safety because your body doesn't feel safe that those chronic issues is a is a symptom that you don't feel safe in your body and it, you are looking for a hero outside of you but there's a wounded inner child within you that's looking for you to be the one to rescue it him her okay it's your responsibility you're the savior this is where this is where the answers come this is where people and I have a nurses clients they come to me I've had one woman yesterday her father died her father died when she was 17 and ever since then she never she was taught her feelings are not appropriate so she reacted in a certain way when she watched her father take his last breath and her family was like no 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 don't startle him everything's okay but it wasn't so she kinda lied to him and he took his last breath and ever since then she was holding on to such confusion and pain but wasn't willing to to feel it and so literally from that moment on it was one experience of trauma after another where she abandoned her authentic self abandoned her authentic self so now she's gained 300 pounds and then it's like okay loses it and like, wait I'm still not happy she's inc incredibly successful in her business wait I'm still not happy married with kids still like so, like I feel like I'm a passenger in life and so these symptoms start showing up in her in her and yesterday was the first time that she reconnected with that younger part of her and began the painful healing process and what I tell people is you're gonna have to experience some pain for the next little while and cry some tears that you never have before you know and cry some tears that you never have before it's really important so that's the first part number one the second part where you talk about your toxic kind of narcissistic codependent relationship with your husband what I wanted to share with you is that he's right first of all you're right he is a narcissist and he's right because you are likely a covert narcissist again we're back into another drama triangle and what is the drama triangle in relationships 
This was a huge revelation for me realized, when I realized that in my last relationship, I had been living unconscious relationships one after another, wondering why they wouldn't work. I went through a divorce. No relationships of mine could actually work. And finally, when I learned how to learn about secure attachments and my attachment style, I was like, oh shit, no matter, no wonder why my relationships haven't been working. So I want to explain to you how your relationships are going to go wrong, how they can go wrong. So what happens is two people who have childhood wounding where they didn't feel seen and heard in a relationship, okay, they unconsciously get into a relationship dynamic with one another. One of them becomes the dominant and the other one becomes the submissive. There's always a power dynamic in it. And it's not a man-woman thing because this can happen. The men, this can happen with men, this can happen with women, same-sex couples, doesn't matter. Let's just talk about the dominant and the, uh, the submissive. Basically, power dynamics are happening. This is dominance hierarchies. It's been part of our existence. So what ends up happening is um, there's, a, there's a narcissist and a codependent. The narcissist, because of their childhood wounding, isn't able to see themselves because they were they didn't have their emotional needs met. There might have been some abuse as well. So when they didn't have their emotional needs met, when they weren't seen and heard, they develop a keen identity of having other people do it for them, right? And they end up in one relationship, they end up the narcissist, and they attract somebody who has similar childhood wounding, who wasn't seen, wasn't heard, usually was the fixer, okay, constantly getting approval, being the fixer, the rescuer, because mom and dad didn't have their shit together, so they had to step up and do it. Okay, great. They become the fixer. That type of person blends perfectly well, the, the, the codependent fixer, empath, blends perfectly well with the narcissist. It's like a lock and key. It's like, because narcissists don't really aren't attracted to other narcissists. They're like, uh, no. And codependents don't really, aren't into codependence. They want somebody who has a, a, a who, who appears to have a firm sense of self and identity and control, which is an illusion, by the way. Both are illusions. They get into a relationship and now we create a drama triangle. And when you get triggered in this relationship, you're not looking at your partner anymore. You're looking at your father or your mother because they're bringing up all of your unconscious wounds that are stuck still in your body. I don't care how much counseling you've done. I don't care if you've done couples therapy. Often that's a waste of time if you don't manage the attachment wounds. If you're doing couples counseling and trying to think like, like talk your way out of problems. You can't talk your way out of a lack of safety in your body. That shows up when you're triggered. And what happens is you both then become the victim, the perpetrator, and the savior. You now create a dynamic where he now is your perpetrator because he's maybe abused you, he says horrible things, he's neglected you, he doesn't appreciate you, he's toxic to you. Now you're the victim to him. Okay? And yet, at the same time, you want to save him. So you're his savior at the same time. 
So you are the victim and the savior. And just like you mentioned, he's labeling you the narcissist and blaming you. Now what you're doing is you're blaming him for everything. And you just, just like you mentioned in, in your post, he's blaming you for everything. Interesting. He, in the same boat, doesn't ha isn't getting his needs, hasn't got his needs met, hasn't learned how to do that for himself, is projecting that onto you because you're stonewalling him, you're, you're withholding love from him. He feels, and not appreciating him, he feels victimized by you. And he, from his perspective, he's right. He feels victimized by you. He sees you as the perpetrator. And in some way, with whether it's a financial save, saviorship, whether it's emotional saviorship, whether it's your low self-esteem, whatever, he's, his role in your life is he's trying to be your savior in another way as well. So the interesting thing is in these toxic unconscious relationships, you're the victim, you're the perpetrator, and the savior. And he's the victim, perpetrator, and savior. And you're literally going through this cycle. Labeling, and in, in today's pop culture, you check up YouTube, everything when you talk about narcissism and all that stuff. It's like, he's a narcissist. He should get out of it. And so what you're doing is you're blaming each other. And two people who are blaming each other, both thinking that they're right, both are covert narcissists. Even if you're a codependent, your narcissism is covert. That one is overt. So there's a covert and an overt narcissist going on, and you're both playing that same role. So how do you heal? Well, first and foremost, you gotta do something extremely difficult. And the difficult thing to do is to own your part in the triangle. Let me say that again. Your first step, which many never do, especially if you go into a therapist or you go talk to your friends and they say, oh girl, he's not good for you. What they're doing is it feels good to receive that support and I'm not justifying bad behavior, emotional abuse, physical abuse. No, I, I, I've participated in all of the above and I'm not justifying my behavior. I'm explaining and understand, helping. In order to change it, we have to first understand it. We gotta take a 30,000 foot view. That's why I call it the overview method. This is what I'm sharing with you as part of the overview method where we go outside and the first step is to go, oh my gosh, I'm a victim here. I'm the perpetrator here and I'm trying to be the savior here. Can you do that right now? Write in the comment section. I'll be able to read it afterwards. For some reason, I can't read it right now. Um, can you see your role as the victim? Can you see your role as the perpetrator? Can you see your role as the savior? That's the one question you gotta ask. If you wanna change the dynamic, if you wanna create a healthy, secure attachment with healthy interdependence with one another rather than codependency you gotta first start by doing the next to impossible many people don't you can do therapy for years and have a therapist validate your position which feels good because you're paying them every week to get validated but but you're not healing healing requires even in the physical, like I said, when you're the victim perpetrator in the and savior in the medical system, you're the victim. The, the, you're the victim to the illness, looking for the savior hero outside of you. Okay. You gotta like you gotta know your role in the dance. 
And so this reminds me of Laura, who reached out to me after following my content for so long, going through a toxic, abusive relation, uh, marriage that ended like eight, nine years ago, but she's still under the effects of it. She's still raging. She's fighting for women's rights. She's fighting for it. And I'm not saying not to do that. I'm just saying, if you're an activist, your adrenals will burn out. Activists usually are so... Um, Activists usually are so angry that they burn their nervous systems out. My concern is healing. Okay, and when you first become feel victimized, it is critical to recognize and acknowledge that what happened was not was not your fault. Okay, this isn't about victim blaming. The first step is acknowledging it's not your fault. This you are not to blame. This is not your work. Every single time we, wor we, we work with clients who have gone through these toxic cycles in relationships, even victims of domestic violence, their healing happens when they realize, I'm not here to blame myself. I'm not actually here to blame him. There's no one to blame. That's the magic. That's the magic sweet spot. If you're interested in healing, you're going to want to get to that place where there's no one to blame. Okay, that, once you see that, how do you get there? Well, you take a 30,000 foot view, you step back, and you look and you see the traumas that you grew up with. Then you see the traumas that he grew up with, the fears that he grew up with. And realize that you both are together, perfectly, divinely coordinated so that you can bring up your old woundings and to reconnect with those younger parts of you that you disconnected from. Now you might be saying, well yeah, he's got to do the work too. Yeah, ideally, but you don't have to wait for him to do it. I hear this all the time, oh, why, won't, why won't he do the work? My husband won't do the work. Okay, well here's the thing, your life is in complete shambles and you want to blame him, he wants to blame you. If there's no one to blame, what's happening is you both have, from the big picture perspective, what you're going through is an opportunity. The universe, you, him, your work, whatever is, is, is stuck right now, is giving you a mirror. It's holding a mirror for you. And that mirror is holding you, is exposing a part of you that hasn't yet been healed. Now here's the here's the thing that people really get pissed off to, at me about. They'll say, fuck you, Nima. I hear this all, like pretty much at least once a week from my clients. They'll say, fuck you, Nima. Here's why. First, because, because I'm an asshole. That's the first reason. <laughs> the second reason is because I hold people, all parties accountable to healing their own wounds. So yeah, your husband definitely has wounds to heal clearly if his life is in shambles and he's lost his mojo and doesn't know who he is and is feeling anxious all the time and not sleeping well and his his digestion is shot that's his healing work to do and probably has some covert or, or overt narcissism it never works to tell someone that they're they should it's not your job to tell him to do it it must come from within it must come from within him. You must reach a point where you're like, I can't freaking live like this anymore. 
and I want to take responsibility for my own healing. So in order for you to get your husband to do that, you got to first do it yourself. You got to lead by example. A rising tide lifts all boats. And this concept about career, when you do that and you start looking at those old woundings, you start to understand why you got together in the first place, why it was a perfect energetic match at the time and all of the lessons that you've had to learn because of your union. You've gone from unconscious to conscious. And now from that place, this relationship that's in limbo, should I stay, should I go, you want to make sure that you get yourself to a space where, excuse me, your nervous system is now regulated. You feel centered in your body. You feel healthy. So in from that space, you can now look, yeah, I'm ready to go. Or we've also had it where people's healing has resulted in them seeing their partner a different way and they've gotten even closer. But that limbo state is gone now. You're no longer in limbo because you've done your own healing work, you've healed those wounds and now you're moving forward from a place of from a place of an open heart. You want to make that choice when your heart is open, not when you're in anger and resentment. It's never a really great time to make these decisions of should I stay, should I go, what should I do next. Your number one priority is to learn how to regulate your nervous system. Learn how to heal those old attachment wounds. Because when you do, now your heart is open to yourself. And you're not there because of codependency. This is about breaking codependency. You can be having codependency with your parents. One of our clients is going through this. She's got this same codependency going on with the victim, perpetrator, savior, saviorous uh, triangle. And there's a codependent relationship with her parents. The codependent is the enabler. You know, there's an enabler. And so she's acting out as the narcissist in this codependent relationship. The, 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 the parents are the saviors and they're rescuing and she doesn't see it and her job is to actually heal those wounds within herself and then to find uh, love true authentic love and resource within herself and then if she wants to move out and to boost her business then the the business that she's got has to do with serving other people it's got to come from a place where she herself is grounded in a deep desire to serve and solve problems for other people where they're needed. When she completes that and works on that consistently and then there's a burning desire within her to solve that for other people, then she can easily make a strategy over the next six months. How much do I have to make? Okay, well, I work at this job. I can work at that job because it's important to me. I have this burning desire inside of me to actually help people with this. And I'm going to work three jobs in order to make this happen. Right? And you're able to break that codependent. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our 
purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. And see, but not without healing those old attachment wounds. And when you do, you heal those old wounds, you then now connect to your purpose. You now feel safe in your body. You now know who you are and you're no longer running from your feelings. You have that wounded child within you. You have that adapted adolescent within you and you know that what you have to offer to others includes them rather than what you've done which is to shut them out and not see them. So that's going to take some healing work. That's going to take some time. Dr. Shafali talks about this process taking between one to two years. And I believe it. I've been at this game specifically uh, from the somatic perspective because I've done, I've done a ton of cognitive work, but I've been doing the somatic perspective for about two years now. And each month, each week, each few months, I notice more growth. And what you notice is emotional maturity. When you really get this right, you start with emotional maturity. You then are healing and raising those wounded parts of yourself. And now emotionally you mature. Health problems start to resolve. We have a client who's a chiropractor who's been on all sorts of medications for pain, depression, heart, you name it. And over the last eight weeks, she's off all of them. She's off all of them and notices where she gets dysregulated where to go back inside. She posted in our private group like an incredible transformation be simply because she had the symptoms come up. She was able to recognize the past background anxiety that, that it was about and she was able to regulate it herself. And this is it. This is the this is the factor here. You are the savior. She she heard me saying that. She but she's told me fuck you Nima several times. But now she's starting to get it. I'm the savior. I'm the savior. I don't need a doctor. I don't need pills. I don't need a savior outside of me. There's a younger part inside of you that is waiting for a savior and the savior is to be you. It's not your husband. It's not the doctor, it's not the new, this new chiropractor. By all means, get your ass adjusted, for sure. It helps tremendously to have a nervous system that's free of stress. Because you're going to need all the help you're going to get in order to heal those broken parts of you. So when you said, help, where do I begin? People message me all the time. I wanted to give them something to begin. I wanted to start them off on the process. And to let them know that to introduce them to the concept that they themselves are the healer. And that's why I created a series of workshops that kind of guide you into the process of becoming your own self-healer and learning the skills, your trigger 
trigger proof tool toolkit. When you get all of this, something magical happens. The space between stimulus and response starts to expand. And when you have a space to expand between what happens in front of you and your response, in that space you have power and freedom to choose your reality. If you don't, your reality is chosen for you with the same patterns again and again of these unresolved wounds, which is your wounded inner child begging for you to come and rescue them. And the best place to begin is I wanted to create an, uh, an environment where, my where the community to co can come together. So we have a monthly breathwork and badassery three-hour training where you start the process of connecting with that wounded inner child and learning how to <sighs> regulate your nervous system with the most powerful technique that is ancient and it's free using your breath and I love teaching these tools this is the foundational stuff where do I begin help my life is in shambles you begin there from that place we build up more and more skills in your toolbox where do I begin help I gotta fix all of this stuff out here here's what you do you stop focusing out here and you commit to learning tools to regulate your nervous system so that you can feel healthier and safer in your own body and then a rising tide lifts all boats when you do it when the mom does it in the family everyone starts to benefit a rising tide lifts all boats your nervous system activation your nervous system regulation will then spill over onto other people and others who are in your space will feel that connection if I myself am have an activated nervous system it comes through in my facial expressions it comes through in my voice it comes through in my energy in the way that I'm holding my body and if I don't feel safe in my body as you're listening to me you're not gonna feel safe either so it's an incredible responsibility I know something that we would rather delegate to someone else to do but I keep reminding people you are the hero of your journey you are Neo in the movie matrix it's you and I want to encourage you to make this a priority and so Sunday next week is where a lot of people begin all of my clients are this is part of their the work that we do but I have now opened up thanks to the COVID pandemic I've opened up uh, once a month to do this breath work and inner child meditation which is about a three-hour workshop uh, where I teach you from the comforts of your home how to connect with the wounded parts of you that have been uh, abandoned and the cool part about it is this weekend this upcoming weekend Sunday and I'll leave the link in the comment section for you um, it's Father's Day and I'm going to be I'm going to be doing a special inner child edition with healing the father bond in the work that I do with my clients we'd spend 90 days and we basically heal with mother bond father bond sister brother ex abuser all of those people you need healing from you heal that and that's how you heal the anxiety that's how you heal your relationships we just ignore what's happening in front of you and just go inside in the portal you jump in the portal and it's pretty badass what happens on the other side and I want to show you how to start the process so it's only 20 bucks and you jump in 
and I will guide you through a meditation reconnecting you to your inner child. There's a lot of you who've been doing this work quite a bit. Awesome. There's always a new piece that happens when you do this. There's always a new little insight, revelation. It's like filling the cracks in the floorboard of this new home that you're building with a strong foundation, which is all of your younger parts integrated within yourself. After that 15-minute meditation, I'm going to guide you into a one-hour breath work, which is probably one of the most fun things that I love doing. With music, I teach you how to retrain your body to breathing properly. Because I realized with all my anxiety, I wasn't actually breathing. I was holding my breath. And if most of your external problems with relationships and health problems are a direct result of anxiety, you might as well learn how to self-regulate so that you can handle your anxiety better. And so that's what um, you'll be learning. You'll be practicing. And it's a practice you can do forever. And you will want to be. This will be a new neural exercise. And the whole idea is to keep laying down new pathways in your nervous system that are expanding safety. That's how you heal it. Over time, with practice, making a commitment to retraining your nervous system, rewiring your nervous system from trauma and dissociation to integration and uh, healing, to integration, to confidence. And the direct result of all of this equals a complete sense of self-trust. That we're all going into this unknown together. I have no idea how the next six months are going to be. Just like I knew, didn't know how the last six months, the first half of this year, were, were going to be. In New Year's Eve, I was like, I don't know how 2020 is going to go. Just like you. The difference is by making this work a priority in my life and learning the tools and making it a practice, I trust myself completely over the next 12 uh, over the next six months, over the next 10 years. I trust myself completely through the unknown. And that's what I want for you. That's what becoming trigger-proof is all about, is that whatever triggers come up, I'm not going to be trigger-less, but when it shows up, I'm going to expand that space between stimulus and response. And I'd love for you to jump in on Sunday next week, uh, a week from tomorrow. Um, check the times. Jump in and get started and whoever you know who's been dealing with this limbo state your work is to develop a sense of self-trust so that you can listen to the inner voice within as you navigate this unknown and you will know exactly what your next move is that's what I want for you let me know if this landed what was your greatest takeaway on this and um, if you have any questions I'm happy to do another transmission and we shall see you at the next perfect time